Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Good morning. Hello. Aloha. (laughs) So happy to join you from the Hawaiian island of Kauai. (sighs) Roosters are crowing. So good to join with you. And let's begin as we always do with a prayer. I'm Jennifer Hadley and I like to place my hand on my heart. And remind myself that I am wholeheartedly available for my awakening. I am wholeheartedly available for remembering the truth that sets me free. What I know for each and every one of us listening to this radio show is that we're one with each other, one with all life. I'm grateful to affirm and to know that the infinite love is all that we are. I am that I am. And I am one with the I am presence of every being. And all is well eternally. So we're grateful and thankful to dedicate ourselves to accepting the atonement for ourselves and to be the happy learner, to be joyful, and to recognize we're already as holy as holy can be. We can't get any more holy. So we're grateful to recognize fully and completely that the full load of holiness is ours now and forever. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So one of the teachings of A Course in Miracles that's so helpful to us is that there is no sin. There's no sin. Contrary to very popular belief, there is no sin. And i got to say, I've had such a journey with this. I wasn't raised in any religion, although all my grandparents uh, were religious. Uh, they never made me feel like I was a sinner or worrying about sin, thank God. Uh, however, uh, what I do know is that religious beliefs tell us that sin is real and that we're sinners. And a lot of times the teaching is that we're a sinner when we're born. I remember when I was a kid, I uh, we moved to Rhode Island from Michigan. My My parents met when they were at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, and that's where I was born. And then when I was about 10 years old, we moved to Rhode Island, and it was a real change for me. So we moved in, um, and my best friends became the the family one house away, and uh, they were all Catholic, six girls, so plenty of friends to play with. It was perfect. The middle daughter was exactly my age, so we... We became great friends, the whole family. and uh, But they were Catholic, and um, they 
were going to confession every week without fail and and going to mass at least once a week and all of that. And sometimes I would go with them. And uh, one of the things they used to say to me was, because my parents weren't religious and my parents did not have me christened or baptized, they used to say, it's too bad, Jennifer. It's too bad you're going to hell. Oh, boy. You know, just uh, what are you going to do? You weren't baptized. Now, I, even at 10 years old, I thought, that's crazy. That's just the craziest thing I ever heard. How is it that somebody sprinkling some water on me would keep me from going to hell? I just, that doesn't even make sense to me. Like, that is the looniest thing I ever heard in my life. We we just, we didn't talk about religion in my family, Uh it wasn't something my parents ever talked about, so they weren't anti-religion. They, um, at, at, at the time I was growing up, it seemed to me that they were agnostic. And so it just was a non-issue. But it was not a non-issue for my Catholic friends. And uh, back then, which was uh, early 70s, I don't know about these days, but back then, Rhode Island, they said, was the most Catholic state in America most Catholic state by uh, percentage of population. A lot of Italian, Portuguese, and uh, Polish immigrants, lots and lots of Italians. And so, uh, I mean, did I say Italians? No, Catholics. Lots of Italians, yes. <laughs> lots of Made for really good food and really good people, really loving community. And... Uh, the Catholics have a strong belief in sin, as most of us know. And, and that's, that to me is the differentiating, differentiating point between spirituality and religion. Is that, uh, basically across the board, religions have a belief in sin and a course in miracles is, I think of it more as a philosophy. Like new thought is a philosophy, unity is a philosophy, science of mind is a philosophy, uh, Buddhism is a philosophy. It's not a religion. And um, you can think of uh, the Dalai Lama. One of my favorite things that he ever said was, my religion is kindness. Yeah. So there's no sin in that. And um, now, but many of us, I would imagine, who might be listening to this broadcast or be Course in Miracles students, we've probably in different incarnations experienced all the world's religions, right? Why wouldn't we? And uh, what a wonderful opportunity to see all different aspects of religious beliefs and experience them and try them all on. Just seems like be something we would do. And uh, so we've we've been on every side of the the equation. That's part of what this human experience is about is to have no judgment and to uh, have experience without judgment. So sin, of course, really is a judgment. And uh, we all know one of the greatest teachings about sin is the one with Jesus when they were going to stone the woman uh, who they w- was accused of adultery, that Jesus stepped in and said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. But, of course, we don't know exactly what he said because 
First of all, he was speaking in Aramaic, the language of the people at that time. The people who wrote it down, wrote it down decades later. Not like next week. Decades later, they wrote it down. And uh, they wrote it down in Hebrew. So they went through one translation. And then... Uh, it was everything was translated from the Hebrew, which has is a language without punctuation. Very easy to change things when you don't know change the meaning when you don't know what the punctuation is. And then uh, that got translated into Greek, and then of course into Latin, and then into English. So it's been a long road. So we don't know exactly what Jesus said or what he meant by sin, but. Since he's our teacher in A Course of Miracles, we, we have the, the, the truth teaching right here, which is that there is no sin. And he says here, this is lesson 101 in the workbook. God's will for me is perfect happiness. That's the name of the lesson. Phew, God's will for me is perfect happiness. Okay. And one of the things he says in the Course and I love it is he says, you don't even know what will make you happy, so stop trying. That's a load off right there. It's like, give, give it to me. Give it to the Holy Spirit. You don't even know what's going to make you happy, so just stop trying. So, lesson 101, God's will for me is perfect happiness. Today, we will continue with the theme of happiness. This is a key idea in understanding what salvation means. You still believe Salvation asks for suffering as penance for your sins. This is not so. Yet you must think it so while you believe that sin is real and that God's Son can sin. If sin is real, then punishment is just and cannot be escaped. Salvation, thus, cannot be purchased but through suffering. If sin is real, then happiness must be illusion, where they cannot both be true. So if sin is real, then it makes sense that we would all be punished for our sins, and that that punishment is not escapable, it's inescapable, and that the only way to salvation is through our suffering. And isn't that what some religious people teach and believe? is that through our suffering, we are redeemed and made whole again. And A Course in Miracles says flat out, nothing is further than the, from the truth than that belief. We are not born to suffer. We are born to be happy and forget the idea of suffering. But you see, if we firmly believe that the only way to atone for our sins and to be made right again, to get into heaven, is to suffer, we would feel there's no other choice. We would accept, I am a sinner, therefore I must suffer. And wouldn't we therefore start to glorify suffering? And start to feel good about suffering. Suffering is my pathway to heaven. Wouldn't we be thinking that? Well, you know what? I used to think that. Even though I wasn't raised in any teaching around that, it was so thick in my consciousness 
to believe that somehow suffering would save me and that my groveling before God, my feeling worthless, my feeling low and base would somehow redeem me. And nothing could be further from the truth. I've done the research, I did the homework, I did the math, and I'm telling you, there is no way to the glory of God that is our destiny to be that happy learner is to to be living in that awareness of the glory of God. All that is far away if we think that we must be punished for our sins. And how do we keep that belief going? It's so insidious. Well, how we keep it going is we think that others should be punished for their sins. Right? If we think that others should be punished for their, for their sins, and we're going to punish them, we're going to judge them, then we're going to stay in that mindset of believing that sin is real and that punishment is what is required for redemption. So I'm inviting you right now, right now in this moment, to think of, is there anyone, whether it's a politician or a business leader, or someone in your family or your neighborhood or your experience that you believe should be punished? Is there anyone that you've been thinking should be punished? It's really important to root these things out. And what I've learned is I don't have to figure out how to heal that belief in my mind. I really don't. This is what I love about A Course in Miracles. I can give all the heavy lifting of figuring it out to the Holy Spirit if I choose. And then there will be opportunities that the Holy Spirit will present to me over and over again every single day to choose again, choose again, choose again. So a lot of times, if you notice, when you feel irritated, frustrated, upset, or even just tired and confused, if you do a personal inventory and search your mind, you'll begin to notice that, ah, there is the belief in sin is in there. You're thinking that you or someone else should be punished. You're thinking that you or someone else is bad or wrong, better or worse. Even thinking that someone is better and someone is worse is to perpetuate that belief in sin. For what could make someone better or worse except their level of sin (laughs) in your mind, in your thinking? So we think that the way to heaven is to be punished for our sins, to suffer for our sins. But the exact opposite is true. Ego has done such a good job of convincing us. And now it's time to take our mind back and to say, get thee behind me. I'm going the other way. Because been there, done that. There is no sin. Now, lesson 101. 
the sinful warrant only death and pain, and it it is this that they ask for, okay? For they know it waits for them, and it will seek them out and find them somewhere, sometime, in some form that evens the account they owe to God. They would escape God in their fear, and yet God will pursue, and they cannot escape. If, if sin is real, then salvation must be pain. Pain is the cost of sin, and suffering can never be escaped if sin is real. Salvation must be feared, for it will kill, but slowly, taking everything away before it grants the welcome boon of death to victims who are little more than bones before salvation is appeased. Its wrath is boundless, merciless, and holy just so that's the the popular belief and so you can see how in that mindset that we're lowly sinners who must be punished for our sin or else there is no salvation for us the way to salvation is through punishment then we would line up for our punishment to get our reward our salvation in the great by and by right in the next life in the hereafter And wouldn't we welcome death? Wouldn't we look forward to it as a release from our suffering? Either that, or if we haven't suffered enough for our sins, if we haven't taken the full load of punishment, ah, then won't we burn in hell for our sins? Oh, the ego. You just can't win. You just can't win. So, let's not try to live by the ego's teachings anymore. Let's put the Holy Spirit in charge. And all we have to do is say, I'm willing to accept the atonement for myself. What is the atonement? The atonement is the full acceptance of the awareness. We're not separate from God. We're not born to die. That we are eternal beings. We're already as holy as holy can be cannot be improved upon, but our awareness can be cleaned up. So it's really just the thoughts in our awareness that we choose to entertain that are less than pristine, focused in sin, and we can give it all to the Holy Spirit. So every time we discover that errant thought, we can say, ah, Holy Spirit, here's another one. Another one bites the dust. Giving it away. Giving it away for the glory of God. No sin. Such good news. (laughs) So we can have a happy day today and be the happy partner, and that is truly a gift that we can share with everyone. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and speaking of gifts to share, I am offering my next free class series. It's called the Stop Playing Small Summit. It's for light workers. I'll tell you a little bit more when we come back from this break. In the meantime, you can go to jenniferhadley.com and check it out for yourself. Stop playing small summit. Starts next week, October 19th. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and don't you know, I'll be. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. 
Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're walking the talk and living the love with A Course in Miracles. And as I mentioned before the break, I have a free class series starting on Monday, October 19th. It's called the Stop Playing Small Summit. And uh, we have a wonderful group of teachers, including Alan Cohen, who has a new book out uh, about mastering A Course in Miracles and moving from fear to love. I'm very much looking forward to talking to Alan talking with him, and uh, we have a, just a great group of teachers. You're going to love it. It's um, really focused for light workers, which I'm sure you are, <laughs> light workers and light bringers who feel like they're playing small and they would like to open up and be able to really accept their gifts and share their gifts and be that happy learner teacher. That is the goal of the course. So it's not a Course of Miracles focused, although when do I not talk about a Course of Miracles? Uh, but please come and join us. It's all free. Free downloads, free replays, free everything. Come and get it. Come and get your love. I still love that song. What was that song? Jeff will know. Um, there he goes. He's looking for it. <laughs> I have a wonderful engineer, Jeff Comfort, and he's a comfort to me. Been doing this show together more than 200 episodes for four years, and uh, so we we have a partnership. And he goes all around the world with me uh, from his uh, studio there at Unity Village. Thank you, Jeff. Um, okay, so I love this in Lesson 101, where it talks about uh, the the pain and suffering of believing in sin and that uh, the if we believe in sin, then we believe in punishment and we will uh, believe in pain. Pain is the cost of sin and suffering can never be escaped if sin is real. You know, well, no wonder people are depressed for God's sakes. How could you not feel depressed if you believed that sin is real and there's no escape from the punishment, right? What could be more depressing than that? It's a a life of slavery. It's a life of slavery. I was watching some movie recently. I want to say it was called Captain America. Captain America. And, you know, truth is, the Holy Spirit speaks through everything. And I love movies. Gary Renard, my friend Gary, my friend David Hoffmeister, and um, they truly are friends. And uh, one of the things I notice about a lot of my Course in Miracles friends is we love to listen to the Holy Spirit through movies. 
And it's very helpful uh, the way that we can learn through them. And in this Captain America movie, let's see if I can remember it. There was this whole scene. Uh, there's some truth to it. One of the things was it talks about how um, after World War II ended, America brought in a lot of the top Nazi people and put them to work in uh, programs in the U.S. government. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And um, uh, in the movie, in the movie, it was talking about how the human race has been convinced that there are so many threats of violence from other places, terrorism and all these different threats of violence that the, a lot of humanity, and definitely in America, uh, that we have traded our happiness for safety. We've been willing to trade our privacy and our sense of sovereignty for safety. Now, this is in the movie, okay, this, that this is stating. This is Captain America. So this is based on Marvel Comics. Right, I, I don't know much about these things, but when I heard this coming out of this movie, this fictional movie, that America, American population has is trading, so been so afraid that they're willing to trade sovereignty and freedom for safety. I thought, by God, yes, that is what the ego offers us. I will give you safety from the punishment if you come with me, identify with the body. I will find some pleasure for you. And in that bodily pleasure, sex, food, whatever becomes your bodily pleasure thing, drugs, alcohol, in that you will be able to escape the pain of sin and suffering and punishment. Right? Isn't that what the ego convinces us? I will keep you safe. Give me your freedom to choose. Give me your free will to choose happiness, your free will to choose love, your free will to choose joy, your free will to uh, manifest a life of true joy, true freedom. Give me that, and I will keep you safe in this this pleasure of the body, I will give you that. Wow, right? It's a terrible deal. But I can say I really tried it out. That's how I know it's not a good deal. <laughs> so in the ego, to the ego, the body is for attack, it's for pleasure, it's for pain. But to the Holy Spirit, the body is for our learning, it's for communication. So it's this here. Uh, in paragraph 4 of lesson 101 who would seek out such savage punishment who would not who would not flee salvation and attempt in every way he can to drown the holy spirit's voice which offers him salvation why would he try to listen to the voice of salvation and accept its offering if sin is real its offering is death and met it out in cruel form to match the vicious wishes in which sin is born. 
Sin is real. Salvation has become your bitter enemy. The curse of God upon you who have crucified his son. Why? Because if sin is real, the only way to atone is through punishment. You see? And he he goes on to say here in paragraph 6, God's will for you is perfect happiness because there is no sin and suffering is causeless. Joy is just and pain is but the sign you've misunderstood yourself. Pain is but the sign you've misunderstood yourself. Pain is the wrong perspective. I've shared some that this past summer I injured my back from too much sitting. I did a week-long sitting meditation retreat. I did a lot of extra sitting. What? But I tweaked my back, and I experienced excruciating pain. And what was it for, of course, but to further understand I am not a body. And what got me out of that was my awareness of the I am that I am. And it was such an opportunity for me to work with my mind. You know, so the pain is actually pushing you to wake up and choose to work at the level of the mind and not to work at the level of the body and the level of form, which is the body and the ego. The level of form is also your emotions. So if you're trying to figure things out, you'll hear me say this over and over and over again. If you're trying to understand things, if you're trying to figure things out, then you definitely feel separate from God. Because wisdom, true knowledge, is always available to us in every moment. The truth sets us free. So we don't have to struggle trying to understand things. But when we're aligned with the ego, we'll never be clear about true knowledge and wisdom. So all we have to do is say, Holy Spirit, I'm tired of being aligned with the ego. I'm tired of putting the ego in charge. You're in charge. Today, from now on, you're in charge. I am your student. You are my teacher. Teach me that I am without sin. And so is everyone else. And then the learning will come forth. And it's so beautiful and it's so perfect. God's will for me is perfect happiness. There is no sin. It has no consequence. God's will for me is perfect happiness. This is the truth. Because there is no sin. Now, uh, when I was preparing and thinking about this, the Holy Spirit pointed me to chapter 5. At the very end of chapter 5, I quote this all the time, my page 90 in the text says, I must have decided wrongly because I'm not at peace. So if you're in pain, Oh, I must have decided wrongly because I'm not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. So I made the decision that led to my loss of peace. And since I made that decision, I can make another decision and decide to put the Holy Spirit in charge. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God, for me. 
So studying this, learning this, really getting this, you will see there is no sin, okay? Because let's say you've done something that you think is sinful. All right, let's just say you've committed adultery or you've robbed someone or let's just say you were mean to your dog or your child or your parent or your spouse or your coworker, and you feel guilty and ashamed, go right to this prayer on page 90. In fact, I would encourage you to memorize it or write it down on a 3 by 5 card and have it laminated, make it your screensaver, whatever, whatever works for you because it's so clear and you can really get this. I, so if I'm suffering and I'm in pain, here it is. I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God, for me, but a bing, but a boom. <laughs> end, of, end of suffering right there. And, you know, I use this all the time because I make choices that in the moment um, I'm either uh, just going mindlessly sometimes. I make a choice and then I realize, oh, no, that was not the most loving choice. So then the old way I used to live when I felt like a sinner was I would start to berate myself. I've done something wrong. I'm bad. Why am I always doing something wrong? I must be inherently bad, inherently not good. So therefore, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of happiness, not worthy of joy, not worthy of the good of life. La, 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 right? Been there, done that a billion times. So, but now, if I make an error and don't make the most loving choice and I feel it, ooh, Oh, gosh, that was not the most loving choice. I can go right to, I'm given all the consequences to the Holy Spirit. I don't have to feel guilty. I don't have to feel ashamed. And, you know, listen, I, I really practice this because I am, that. what's the name of the show? Course in Miracles, Live in the Love, Walk in the Talk. Walk in the Talk. I can't just talk about this stuff, and surely I would rather not talk about it at all if I'm not going to walk it, because that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother circle of hell that uh, I, I already have tried out. <laughs> Many of us have, you know, is that not walking the talk, and you're just yammering on about things that you don't live. That's oh, that's a definite circle of hell right there but it's of our own making and we learn from it so it's not that it's bad it's not that it's wrong it's just part of our journey of learning but we can be the happy learner not the guilty ashamed learner and that's what i'm interested in is helping us all be the happy learner and how do i help everyone become the happy learner i practice it Every day, whether anybody's paying any attention at all. Because I, I have uh, a lot of time where I'm working by myself. I live by myself. Uh, at least right now I do. Sometimes I live with a house full of people. 
And uh, but right now I'm living, I don't even have a dog watching me here yet. Thinking about getting a dog. I wonder if that dog will think I'm a sinner. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, no dogs don't don't have those thoughts, right? That's why we love them. Because they love us. They don't. They're not thinking. Oh, what's she doing now? She's a sinner. Oof! I'm not gonna love her anymore. Nope, nope. They're just just looking at us, thinking, "Oh, you're so wonderful." Would you give me something to eat? Touch me now. Thank you. So, <laughs> um, we get uh, this. It's a get out of jail free, really, if we give it to the Holy Spirit. But you see, what, what the Course is telling us so much in this one lesson, 101, is that we believe in sin. We feel unworthy of happiness feel unworthy of it. So it's not even in the realm of possibility. So instead of true happiness, true joy, we settle for some momentary pleasure that's always going to be associated with the body. And instead, we're self-medicating. We're taking antidepressants. We're taking all kinds of sugar and different kinds of things to make us feel better about ourselves. Yeah, and then don't we feel like a sinner even more? Even more when we self-medicate. We feel ashamed, bad, wrong, and stupid. And oftentimes we, I'll at least speak for myself, what I used to do all the time was I would drink too much, eat too much, smoke too much, do all those things too much, where it started out as pleasure, but it always ended up as pain. Really, really painful because I felt ashamed, And I'd feel mentally, emotionally, and physically hungover, which always seemed to me to be proof of how bad and wrong I was, how spiritually stupid I was. And it always was in my mind, you see, you just can't get it, Jennifer. There is something wrong with you. Don't even try. Don't even try. But I have to say, I didn't give up give up. And my willingness is improving the quality of my life. I'm inviting you to join with me in simply recognizing whenever you feel the pain of sin, that weight, that guilt, that shame, bring in the Holy Spirit. Say this prayer on page 90 and say, I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him. All the consequences. You see? Wow. That is miraculous. And that's what we're here to do is live a miraculous life. That is not playing small anymore. So I'm inviting you to join my Stop Playing Small Summit. You can sign up for it at jenniferhadley.com. Taking a break here, so I invite you to go do that while we're on the break. Uh, This radio show is brought to you by the powerofloveministry.net. Powerofloveministry.net. Brought to you by contributions of like-minded souls from all over the world who are living the love and walking the talk with A Course in Miracles right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back.
state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. Tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Well, Jeff found out for me that Come and Get Your Love, that song is by Redbone. Redbone. Love that song. That's definitely my my teenage years. Uh. <laughs> so, we're talking about no more sin. No more sin. And actually, before I say that, I would just like to share that if you're an Android phone user, you might like to know that you can get this podcast at Stitcher, stitcher.com. You can find it there, and you can download all the episodes for free. If you're on an I, uh, Apple device, iPhone, iPad, um, what do you call those things, iPod, you can get it at iTunes. And if you sign up for the podcast, then it just makes it so easy to download all the episodes and listen to them very, very easily. Also, uh, if you write a review at either of those places, it just helps uh, because then um, 
Stitcher and, and Apple will tell more people about the show because of you writing a review. So thank you for that. And a reminder, too, that uh, if you're at iTunes and you do have an uh, Apple device, such as an iPad or an iPhone, you can get the free A Course in Miracles app that we at Power of Love Ministry are offering to you totally for free. I love the uh, app. It's so great. It's got reminders, and you can search in it, and you can email friends quotes from it and post quotes at Facebook from it and all kinds of things. So wonderful. So please enjoy that. Okay. Uh, so we're talking about there is no sin, and we're talking about giving up the guilt and needing to be punished. So if you go to Chapter 14, Section 3, right in the beginning here, well, of course, this section is called The Decision for Guiltlessness. The happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. Okay, well, that sounds like a good plan to me. The happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. This is so essential to learning that it should never be forgotten. The guiltless learner learns easily because his thoughts are free. Yet, this entails the recognition that guilt is interference, not salvation, and serves no useful function at all. So in some tribes, some cultures, some families, being uh, making people feel guilty is a way of life. And feeling guilty is a way of life. So it, it's self-perpetuating. But there's no useful benefit no useful function at all to feeling guilty. And if you think of, really, if you drill down into a lot of the things that you say and do in relationship with other people, it's to make them feel guilty. And it can be so subtle. It can be so subtle, like the ways that you're saying, oh, you know what, my preference is this or my preference is that. And just from, there can be a hidden thing in there, I'd like to make them feel bad, guilty, and ashamed that they didn't know what I wanted, that they didn't do it the way I wanted. When they could have, they should have. Oh, it's so tiresome, all that guilt stuff. It is just, it's hard to, it's really hard to be the happy learner. It's just impossible to keep all that kind of thing going. So let's just let it all go and give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. Let the heavy lifting be done by the Holy Spirit. I say that all the time. People say sometimes, what does that mean? What does that mean? It literally means that when you are feeling any kind of emotion like despair, resentment, hurt, doubt, worry, anything that you're not enjoying, it is because you have put the ego in charge. So all you have to do is say, oh, I made that decision to put the ego in charge. This is the prayer on page 90 at the end of chapter 5. I made that decision to put the ego in charge. I'm going to make that U-turn right now. Holy Spirit, you're in charge, not the ego. Holy Spirit, you are totally in charge. So this sense of agitation, this sense of depression and despair, this guilt, the shame, the blame, And all the suffering, I'm giving it to you for healing. Now, 
how you know that you are not doing that is you're trying to make yourself feel better and you're managing and coping with your suffering. Trying to find something in the world of form that will alleviate your suffering. It's not going to be found there. That is not where it's going to be found. The relief will not be found in the world of form because the cause of the suffering is not in the world of form. So even if you think you're unhappy because your dog died, you are not unhappy because your dog died. No, you're actually unhappy because of the meaning that you're making of that. I know that that's a tough one. It's a tough one for a lot of people. But the thing is, is you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to try to understand it. It really is about being willing to give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting and say, Holy Spirit, this doesn't make any sense to me. I just miss my dog. That's all I know. So help me understand this. Where is the the decision that I made that's causing my suffering? Wherever it is, I know you can go like a laser beam right there and just zap it and remove it from my mind. And that's what I'm willing you to do. Please do it for me now and remove all the consequences throughout all time and space of my wrong decision. I give you full authority over my mind. And I thank you because I will never have to wonder or worry whether or not you're doing a good job. I will know because I feel more peaceful, more insightful, more joyful. I am the happy learner now. And the end of sin has come into my mind. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Free at last. Yep, that's how it works. And the more we practice it, the more we experience it. And the freedom reveals itself to us. Because it's our nature to be free. We recognize when it comes. Because truly, it is our nature. Yes. So good. There is no sin. And I tell you, it really is a trick of the mind to believe in sin. Always means that you are going to feel that you deserve to be punished. Let's let that go for everyone on everyone's behalf. And be the happy learner. The happy learner cannot feel guilty about learning. Oh, boy, doesn't that hour go by so quickly. Thank you for joining me today. I'm going to pray us out here. And just a reminder to go to jenniferhadley.com for the Stop Playing Small Summit registration. Free classes all for you. We start October 19th. So with our hand on our heart, we give great thanks and we give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. We recognize I am that I am and I am one with the I am presence of every being everywhere, eternally free in God. So grateful and so thankful to surrender, to make a holy offering of the belief in sin. Grateful and thankful to harvest the learning from all of our experiences. And to share the benefits with everyone. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow our healing to be. We let it be. And we allow ourselves to be the happy learner. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen.
Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for joining me. Mwah.